0: Welcome to Life and Leadership. I believe in creating community, connections, and creating space to be curious. This podcast aims to take you on a conscious journey through quality, diverse, innovative content and conversation. My hope is that we create a circle of influence, a transcendency of compassionate leadership in the world and wider universe. Welcome to Life and Leadership with me, Michelle St. Jane, your host, and today I'm talking with a man who loves history and the ocean, and we have this in common. Dr. Clifford Smith is a planner at the City of Sarasota and has a wonderful journey to share with you about how his career unfolded from sea to sea. Cliff, I would love for you to share with my listeners how your journey rolled out. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Cliff.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Michelle. It's a pleasure to see you and and be invited onto your show. I really appreciate it. And I'm an Antucketer. You know, uh, I'm from New England. My father was a dragger captain. His father was a master mariner and traveled the seas. And following in the footsteps, you know, naturally, I started as a, a hand on a dragger. And so uh, fishing uh, was my start on the ocean. And uh, then, you know, you get older, you get married, you have children. And uh, so I became a newspaper man and became a distribution manager for the Cape Cod Times and made a career change. And uh, I also was in business and did heavy equipment and did mowing and sweeping and moved buildings, you know, from one part of the Cape to the other. And, uh, but I got tired of laying in snow and crawling under heavy equipment in the ice and snow and, uh, went on vacation to Florida one time and, oh my God, you know, it was sunshine and flowers. And I said, uh, we're moving here. So we, uh, abandoned our Cape Cod home and sold out and moved to Florida and, You know, I I went back to the newspaper business when I got to Florida, but I wasn't really satisfied because I had learned everything there was to learn about the business. And I was bored, so I decided to go back to school. And I figured if I was going to go back to school, I was going to do what I wanted to do, which was underwater archaeology, because I wanted to get back to the sea. And so I went to Mandy Community College, and then I went to New College, then I went to Texas A&M, then I went to the University of South Florida, and then I ended up at the University of Lexington, Kentucky, the University of Kentucky in Lexington for my Ph.D., which as part of my travels, I, I was at a conference in Texas. It was a conference for historic archaeologists. SHA conference, and there on a bookshelf table was a "Help Wanted" on a little uh, index card, laying on the table, looking for an underwater archaeologist and conservator in Bermuda with a hotel room number. So well, I called it, and I met Dr. Edward Harris, and had a nice chat with him, and told him I was interested. And he asked me about myself, and he said okay, and I said okay, and I didn't think anything more about it. That was in January. About six months later, I get this call, and I'm in the middle of doing something. I'm writing a paper, and my wife yells down the stairs, it's a phone call for you. And I said, I'm busy. She says, it's a, a Dr. Harris from Bermuda. I said, I'll take that call. <laughs> so he invited me to come over to Bermuda and bring my wife, and I did. And that started an eight-year odyssey of being underwater archaeologist in Bermuda, and conservator, and having students from all over the world come to learn about underwater archaeology and field school and conservationist internships. And it was a hugely successful program. And I loved work. And it was just great. But I was an expat. And so it was time to go home. And when I came home, I came home to Florida. I like Florida. It's nice. And uh, My uh, son was working for the city of Sarasota in IT. And he said, uh, there's a job opening here at the city. They're looking for somebody who does historic preservation. Maybe you want to apply. I said, why not? So I did. And by God, they hired me. (laughs) And that was 14 years ago. And so now I do historic preservation for the city of Sarasota. Well, kind of the first thing I did because I had never worked for a city before, you know, is I read the comprehensive plan and then I read the zoning code. Then I read, you know, what their goals and aspirations were. And that took two weeks to really read it. But then it was my turn. So then I rewrote the zoning code for historic preservation and I updated the comprehensive plan for historic preservation and that set the ground floor for changing historic preservation in the city of Sarasota, and we kept going at it, and after 10 years of being there, I said, you know, it's not good enough, so I rewrote the code again, and I wrote it entirely over and put a ton of incentives in for historic preservation, and the way you do historic preservation, and at the same time, I got permission and a budget which is amazing—two hundred thousand dollars to resurvey the city. It's The surveys that are the date. So we went from three thousand historic sites to over eleven thousand historic sites. And so now we're doing tremendous amount of work in historic preservation, and our zoning code, our comprehensive plan, and our survey are models for the entire state of Florida. And You know, I got to be known in Florida, so I was appointed by the governor of Florida to the Florida Historic Commission in 2014 and to be on the National Review Board for the state of Florida. And then I was elected chairman of the National Review Board a year later. So I keep busy. (laughs) So just as another aside, you never know where life's going to take you. And so... I became a member of the credit union, the city's credit union, because I was at, at the city. Well, we expanded the credit union, and now I'm chairman of the board for the credit union as well. So life is fun. It gets to be more and more. You never know where you're going to go. And I'm still within a stone's throw of the sea. Venice is on the Gulf of Mexico. And so my wife this morning is gone with her girlfriends, and they're going fishing. So I'm expecting she's going to have fish for one meal today at least. So uh, it's a quick snapshot of how I got from being a fisherman in New England to my wife fishing in Florida.
0: What a wonderful story, Cliff. Absolutely wonderful. And, of course, I've known you over a fair amount of that journey. (laughs) And uh, we definitely both have a passion for history and the sea. So for listeners who think, why history? You know, what's so important about history? Why should people be passionate about history, interested and invested in historical sites?
1: Well, the real answer is in order to know where you're going, you have to know where you are come from and where you are. And, you know, it, it was interesting. Um, I'll give you a little quick question that i got when i interviewed for the city of sarasota i'm from nantucket first house there is 1659 you know predates america as a country by over a century when i got to florida florida was actually settled the the landing of the scots was in you know 1886 And uh, the the city was started in, in basically 1886 as a town and became a city in 1914 and the county 1921, which will mark the 100th year next year of Sarasota County. So its time depth is compared to New England and where I'm from, very short. But when you go to like Bermuda, it is like Nantucket. It goes back to the 1600s. And we're originally from England. So that goes back, you know. So, history, that depth of time is important. So, when they asked me, they said, Why would you, why would you be interested in doing historic preservation in, in Sarasota? Our history is, you know, 50, 75 years. I said, If you don't do the work today, it won't be there tomorrow. The people in Nantucket, they saved that original house from 1659 so we can enjoy it today. If we don't save the built environment, the historically significant things today, it won't be there tomorrow. We're all caretakers. We're all stewards of this history. So history gives us a foundation on which to build our lives and our children's lives.
0: That's beautiful. Um, new Zealand, like America, is a very new country in terms of historical depth, and Bermuda is goes back to sixteen oh nine and before with the Spanish. So I love the fact that there is so much preservation here. Uh, was the first house in Bermuda Carter House? I'm not sure. Do you recall Carter House down by the airport?
1: I go down to Devonshire's readout and uh, 1612 and and some of the fortifications around St. George's Harbor. You know, so when I think of Bermuda, my connection is basically with uh, the military and and, uh, the Navy and the British, you know, uh, coming in and and creating uh, what would become, you know, Bermuda and, and its fortification, that ring of fire. So to speak. So uh, I can't remember what the first house is, but you know, some of the houses that were very significant to me was like the Admiral's house. That uh, and behind the Admiral's house, when we found the tunnels and the hidden caverns, and, and when we we're looking at the smuggling, the slave trade in Bermuda. So you know, Bermuda's history there's many different layers. So I think St. George's was the first houses.
0: Absolutely. And there is such a close connection to America as well. Um, the American Revolution is an example. And I know you're quite well versed in that. Do you want to speak to the American Revolution and how Bermuda contributed? I, I, I just
1: remember, you know, um, Bermuda was involved in all of this, you know, it, it, and Bermuda has an interesting history because you have uh, what was going on in the East of Bermuda versus what was going on in the Western Bermuda. You know, it was like two different camps, you know, uh, but I, re- I remember we, we, we were digging uh, on fortification out in St. George's and, and we found a coin in what we think was a, a, a pocket of a, a, a British soldier. And, uh, you know, it dated from that American revolutionary period, you know, so You know, it's it's just very interesting that uh, Bermuda was right in the center of things. Because of the American Revolution, British really came into Bermuda and to create this fortress in the Atlantic to control the trade because all of a sudden they lost the middle. So they had Canada and they had the West Indies and everything in between they get, they lost. So they had to have this stronghold. So they created Bermuda and this is why we have dockyard today was this, uh, reaction to the American revolution and the war of 1812, you know? So, uh, yeah, I love living in dockyard and, uh, uh, so, yeah, there's just amazing connections.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, there's the gunpowder plot, and then so much of the leadership moved into leadership in Bermuda. And as you may recall, I did a master's paper on um, secret societies and voluntary associations identifying the um, Knights Templar were here. Their first precipitatory was about 1744, and it was headed up by the governor, Governor Popple, Allured Popple, and the Knights Templar are credited with starting the banking system. So there's very interesting career networks and and crossovers. And I really appreciated your research around family kinship systems and networks. Can you speak to a little bit of that?
1: Yeah, you know, we we looked at kinship. This is because I'm an anthropologist, and and it it's part of archaeology comes under the umbrella of anthropology and kinship networks and everything else and marriages and because it helps you to understand why people did what they did. Because of their kinship networks, they they had this uh, way of connecting with people all over the world through their kinship networks and through trade. And so part of my dissertation effort was to look at all these kinship networks in the West End of Bermuda, because we were looking at smuggling. And we were also trying to understand how they were circumventing, you know, uh, what was then the governor and his efforts to uh, control this illicit trade. And so, uh, kinship networks, because of the control of the land, as well and, and so going into eli's harbor and then the smuggling across the bay and so that's why i mentioned the admiral's house and the tunnels and the underground caverns that was because it was controlled in these kinship networks the property and, and uh, so yeah it's critical to understand people's connections just like today we, we have kinship networks and uh, you know, Michelle uh, is very aware that uh, her son came to the museum and worked with me on the boats and the underwater archaeology. And so it was because of kinship networks with Michelle and her connection with the museum that Storm got to be an intern. And, you know, so this is just one little example of how people work through their families.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, and my research also showing the Knights Templar, but also the Freemasons, so how societies like the Freemasons, the Knights Templar, the Friendlies and the Oddfellows were actually creating the civic structure in terms of the Knights Templar was the governor, the Freemasons were in the civil service and the Anglican church, the Friendlies were um, around community associations, there were um, burial societies, just these amazing networks of community associations. And I know that you are a very committed community person, (laughs) clearly through the work that you're doing and the positions you hold as a chair. But in terms of your career, does that add to your career or add to your satisfaction in your career? In in terms of your um, community work as a chairman of the board, does it add to your career to take these positions or add to your satisfaction in your career?
1: Well, becoming chairman of the board for the National Review and and being selected by the governor was kind of a recognition, I think, of my career. And I appreciated that recognition. And yes, it helped my career uh, because I got to be known throughout the entire state of Florida because every single National Review goes to the National Review Board from the entire state of Florida. So my name is on every one of them now when they go to Washington. So that's kind of neat career-wise. Chairman of the board for the credit union and stuff like that, I did because, you know, I really liked the credit union. They were there for their members. They were there to help everybody that became a member. It was a small credit union, and the credit union was good to me. And so I wanted to give back. So it was, you know, it's a voluntary thing. You know, you don't get paid for this. You do it because you love it and you and you want to be part of the community and you want to give back to the community. And since then, we went from a small little credit union that just did municipal, sort of a municipal credit union, to First Street Credit Union. So then now we have shared branching all around the world and we have open membership for, you know, if you live, work, you know, worship, anything in any of these counties around us. You can become a member, you know. So we've changed the credit union, made it much more accessible. And, uh, you know, it's part of this growth and part of this patent. And and I just uh, want to be part of it. So I don't know if it helps my career or not, but I don't care. You know, it it helps me.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Cliff. Um, The last thing I'll ask you is, You've gone from sea to sea. You've gone from one state to another state. Um, what made you successful? How were you able to pivot? Clearly, Sunshine had a big impact. <laughs> Any strategies that you would share?
1: I, I think the main thing I had was really huge family support. You know, my, my family, uh, like myself, were driven, to succeed, that I I could get my education, that I could, uh, you know, I I can remember deciding that, yeah, I was going to take that position in Bermuda. So we were in Kentucky at the time, you know, it's like, okay, our house is in Florida, we're living in Kentucky, but we're moving to Bermuda. It was a great opportunity. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. It, It was absolutely brilliant. But, you know, the family was there and said, oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? It wasn't a problem because that's maybe the most difficult thing for some people. If they have, they lack that family support, that they don't have that unconditional, you know, we're behind you, let's do it attitude that holds you back. And as far as pivoting from one thing to another, it's, um, I guess I get bored. I I, I think it's... Uh, I learn all I can learn about something. I remember when I worked for the newspaper, I was sitting beside a guy, his name was his nickname was Bear. And he was <laughs> great. I liked him. He was a great guy. He'd been there thirty-eight years in that job. I knew more about the job he was doing than he knew. I had been there two years. By the time I was there four years, I left because there was nothing more I could do or learn in that job. And I I can remember thinking, there's got to be something more. And so we left and went to Florida, (laughs) you know, started a new life. And and, uh, so, yeah, I'm always looking for a new opportunity to do something new and have a new adventure. You know, I, I, I think, you know, you only go this way once. You might as well enjoy it.
0: Absolutely. And having had four careers, numerous geographical transfers, and opportunities to boot to serve on non-profit organizations and major corporate positions, I'm with you. Be agile, pivot, and enjoy the ride. And it's part of making a creating a conscious journey, I believe. Well, thank you, Cliff. I really appreciate you taking the time today. And um, as always, you make a major contribution wherever you go.
1: Well, thank you for your kind words. It's it's been fun to see you.
0: As a steward of meaningful leadership in the world and wider cosmos, I have a passion for service through sharing wisdom, strength, and hope. Thank you for the opportunity to foster open conversation, discussions, and an exchange of ideas that create understanding and connection among diverse groups. Your support is valued please subscribe leave a review and a rating more importantly share with your connections thank you